All right, Al and Frank. Al, we're going to try to be serious now, and we're going to fail miserably because uh, we have one of, and I'm only saying the one of because there are very few radio hosts. I, what, do you, what do you go? John Holmberg is who our guest is. Radio host. Uh, you're not a DJ. A DJ. I, I still struggle with it. I don't know what you're, to, like when they, when they say occupation. I don't know what to write. Uh, radio personality. That's when I write. But personality. Then, but then there's so much pressure on the word personality. Yeah, you show up and you think you got to be quirky, but <clears> right, you're just like John. No, yeah, exactly. Just like the, when it says occupation, and somebody goes, "Oh, when you write personality, they assume that you're going to start like tap dancing or something right there in the doctor's <laughs> well, office." Imagine, that's when I show up. Imagine, yeah. right? <laughs> imagine stand-up comic being oh what, horrible. Hor- I can't imagine. Yeah, entertainer is usually mm, what I they, worse. That, no, somebody what that are you, I, Al Jolson. Yeah, oh jeez, with Al <laughs> oh, here, come on. Said the last name wrong. <laughs> you know what? I, you, know, you know what? I, I is really weird. My dad used to. I don't. He loved Al Jolson. Yeah, that's a weird thing to me to even. And I always watched. He would watch the jazz singer oh, yeah. or the or the Jolson story, and I would watch this going. And he, my dad, I did not feel was a. And he's alive, so I don't know. I'm talking about him as though he's dead, um, and he's not a podcast listener, so I could say whatever <laughs> yeah, I want. But it was I, it was always weird to me what was going on with Al Jolson. But it was my dad, so it's like okay. But the I, I don't know. Where I'm going with that. No, just, that's interesting. Like you, there's things that happen. And I, and I think that this is how every generation kind of changes the world a little bit. You see things as a young person. You don't know how to quantify it. You don't know what's going on with it, but you just know it's not kind of right. Well, if you see somebody say something bad about black people or women, or you're just like, yeah, these broads, they need to eat in the kitchen. It's a little kid. You're like, I don't know why that yeah. hits my ear wrong. Because you're talking about my mom. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, just, it's like one of the, but every white kid, Frank, just to be safe, because you're, da- you're dancing around it. Our grandparents were dicks. And they like stuff. Well, I talked to, our I talked, were I talked to Al completely about it. Yeah. My grandpa was yeah. just basically Archie Bunker. If you weren't a white Irish guy, he just did, you weren't in his club. My I grandpa mean, was Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it was, it was just not a thing. Like, um, he didn't see people any other way than if you looked like me, you're okay. Otherwise, I won't even like. But we talk. Know about, we talk about this it, all the time, though, because people are tribal, and that's the way people yep. survived originally. Oh, absolutely. So let me let me introduce you because um, uh, yeah, better than what you had. Done. But yeah, because it's going to be grand. Okay. Um, <laughs> same. There are like there are radio folk. Uh, that's what I write on the people occupation. radio folk f o k e like right. woke <laughs> but folk. Uh, there are very few people in this in the radio industry where stand up comics, comedians, um, improv comedians will go into the studio and walk out and go, that person knows what they're doing. This, this guy knows what he's doing. Uh, this guy gave me the chance. He took the, he took the, the baton and was funny at the time, but he let me be funny. There, there are a handful around the country. And John Holmberg, Hol, uh, Holmberg's Morning Sickness, um, he's kind of the sidekick to a fellow by the name of Brady Bogan. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. That's how I took the oh, dynamic to be when I was in there. <laughs> Um, I knew Frank felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, you talk to other comics and people will say, what, what radio guy's great? Uh, who's, who's great on the radio? And people, I don't know anybody who doesn't like John Holmberg. Probably sure. Uh, I said, I don't know anybody who doesn't like. Uh, <laughs> hey, buddy, I can't stand the Holmberg. He hates me. He hates me. Uh, what happened there? What was the... Uh, he, now, I, I got to believe Paulie hates quite a few people because he's one of those people that goes into a studio yeah. and doesn't always do what you're looking he's for. Wearing a, I'll just make it as fast as I can. He's wearing a shirt called, that says The Weasel on it. He's got a bandana that says something from the 80s on it. 
and he's starting to talk seriously about his career and stuff. And then he wanted to write this movie. And then so, and it was like 2009. I, I audibly deflated Paulie on the air, which was not my intention, but I'm kind of going back and forth with him. Like, explain audibly, audibly. You'll hear def- in a second. Okay. Because he, he's talking about this thing. He goes, well, You don't want to hear it, bro. It's just no. And I'm like, well, just let me tell, me tell me about the movie you're trying to make. And I'm trying to be a little bit kind of coy and combative, but he's, he's not playing along. So he starts telling me this movie about a family uh, who gets kicked out of their house uh, during the recession in 2008 or whatever. And they end up uh, you know, finding that it's not about where they lived and what they had, but who they are. And they're together and they're homeless now. And I just threw in at the end. And then they find a caveman. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, <sighs> <laughs> and, he, and, and he starts doing this thing i didn't understand he's going spatula spatula bro oh and i'm like what the Safe hell is word, this right? i didn't know that so i'm but like is that, that's, that's just a polyshorism to me and i'm like all right what is that what it's called spatula he goes no nah, i don't have time for this anymore bro spatula and we're laughing so i start making fun of spatula and goofing and i'm like i was just kidding you're a comedian and he goes i'm trying to get rid of my old image and i'm like you're wearing a shirt that says weasel right <laughs> And so then I'm, I'm now I'm like, go screw yourself. It's I'm not Wazelle. playing this game. Yeah, and now it's different. Yeah. So he starts screaming spatula, which was, and I didn't know this, the safe word he had for the club guy who drove him around, that if things weren't going right, if I say spatula, get me out of there. By the way, what and he a, didn't, the guy didn't do it. So what he sat a in there terrible safe word. Like, that is yeah. weird. Couldn't it be something that you, like, shouldn't you work it into the sentence so people don't know yeah. that you're yeah. actually working in and they have to make yeah. it look... Like they've got to pull you up. Oh, look at the time. Like yeah. the, the Seinfeld Newman. Look at the time. Right. Some yeah. coffee. But yeah. this is spatula. And just shouting it. Like the safe words are supposed to be kind of almost mm, under now, the covers. How far right? into the interview was this? Did it start going First 30 bad seconds. First 30 seconds. I, I, yes. It was bad immediately because A, Paulie Shore's not funny. B, he's terrible on the radio. And C, he thinks he's above it. Like he looks at radio. And, and you know what? Radio people have the reputation for a reason. Yeah, it's, there there are a lot of people yeah. that you go in there, and we I I don't know if I coined the phrase, but I've called this for years, radio for ladies, because they want to listen to more music most of the time than listen to talk or, yeah. or that's fake phone calls. But it's I call it ladio, and that, that where they they say, okay, we're gonna have three minutes, do your best stuff, and like I can get a right. setup in if I'm ta- if I'm being right. really you know really being myself. It's so, impossible, and and Polly doesn't have that. He goes in there and wants you to uh, like just fawn over him, and then he'll he wants leave. to be interviewed. He wants. He does now. He wants to be talked to as like like he's yes. in the, a next level. Like he's being, like he's doing p- panel on a uh, on the Tonight Show right. or something like that. He wants to be the star of the room. And if and and, and the problem Al, was in the beginning, I said something. Everybody laughed when I said the caveman thing. Everybody laughed. Right. And so that made because him mad he paid. Him. He hadn't put exactly right. well paid by me to do exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> And so when he was trying to land anything, it wasn't going anywhere. So then he got serious and wanted to be, you know, existential shore with the weasel shirt. Oh, I noticed that that happens to half the comics. It seems like I look at Frank and I feel like he and and I've only known you a short while, John, and definitely myself. We're still the same dude, you know, in terms of like we are 10, 15, 20 years in our career and we still want to be funny. We still want to crack jokes. We still want to do this. I'm just because we love comedy and there's other comics that kind of get to a point in their career where they start wanting to be uh, something other than a comic. See, I'm kind of, I'm, and get I, serious. I, I am kind of there though. Right. I mean, but I don't want to drop the comedy altogether. And right. I mean, John is a reason 
why I want to be more because I've watched Jeez. what you, no really I, I <laughs> no mean I, that's what you say at people's weddings no this is <laughs> I've, I've written this out I have a, a, you make a me a better ready. man Frank no it's really because and I've talked to Toledo about this too there are certain things that you can do and you have built People don't just listen to you to listen for an impression. They don't just listen to you to listen for a character. They will listen to hear what John Holmberg thinks about something. And to me, that's the hardest thing in the world because Dana Carvey only has two of those. Dana Carvey has characters and impressions, and then he you might listen. It's Dana Carvey, so there is a stardom to him. And I believe one of the funniest people in the world. But John, John's audience wants to know, what do you think about it, John? So it's, it's thinking about like a, a Chris Rock, a... Um, I, if it was if, the, if it were two years earlier, I'd say Louis C.K. But right. it's somebody that you're waiting. <laughs> no, I still do that. Too. Okay, so <laughs> no. if you're you're waiting to hear his opinion on things when you're in his Stern is another guy that people want to know what the opinion. Is. But Stern doesn't have the characters. He's got he's got a group of characters. He doesn't have the impressions. So John is John could do a radio show by himself, which I think is almost. I don't know anybody else who could really do that. The most, most of the best hosts I know can, can, do a, can do a couple of things. But then when we started getting into the podcast, I also learned how hard it was to drive a show. And to do that four hours a day, it gave me, and we're only doing it one, it gave me more respect for not only John, but all the people that are really good at it. People aren't play, playing music. What you said, Al, you went on his show the other day, and you're like, I got to talk for 20 minutes straight. I'm not used to that on a radio show. Right. And I, and what I said, and I'm, John, I know we're being so nice. It seems like we're about to tell you that you have cancer. Uh, like, honestly. I got I, the haircut. Right? I, t- I, t- I told Frank the interview that, that I had with you was so good that I felt like I understood myself better after talking what? with you. Uh, this is great. You, you pulled That's question. not what he told me. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah something, something dumb white guy. But no, this is... <laughs> No, I mean honestly, oh the way that you pull questions out, you kind of you kind of make people because you go into any interview knowing who you are, knowing kind yeah. of what you want. Hey, let's push the shows, let's have some fun. Uh, but like when you the way you pull questions, you make people stop and look at things from a different perspective. And I think once you leave that interview, you and, and you walk out, you reevaluate like who you thought you were and like where you know maybe you're a different guy not in a bad way but just like there's some things that you have yet to discover about yourself so i really appreciate the interview thank like, you yeah it's a, it's it's a pleasure and if you, it, it's it, not it, a lot of guys that can do that I'll men or women i'll be honest with you once you're on a show a few times that goes away yeah <laughs> immediately well i told you when al was on because you said how was everything and you've got that the ability to when you come into it the, the thing that i hate adam carolla told me this and i didn't realize i and knew do it, it as adam all right eh, you gotta know what it's uh <clears throat> There's three things you have to understand about, uh, I don't know. You just, if he's an open book, you can talk to the guy. Otherwise, forget it. That's basically <laughs> what he said. Right. So all the guests are, um, like, like, and I didn't realize I knew that, but when he like, succinctly said it, it's like you're no an open book when they sit down. Right. And There's truth. It. Like, when it's, somebody it's has immediate. truth. Like, I didn't have to, I didn't have to, like, in the middle of talking with you, I didn't have to think you're going to look at me and shake your head like, don't go there. Yeah. There's nothing worse. Nothing worse than like Frank. We have fun with it because I know you're like, oh boy, we're gonna get in trouble. Oh yeah, yeah. like you play the the Evan. Is that what we call it? Fun? Yeah. Well, that's as what we I call as it. we I damage mean, relationships. <laughs> but no, it's the he Evan did it flow. to me. The other day. Yeah. just bru- and I just take it because it's just like I know I came here to play the game. I don't want to put uh, you know. Uh, but it isn't. You play it perfect because you. Get, well, yeah, it gives you us get a, what I'm doing right, and everybody understands. Well, it took me the long time to learn what you do, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't really start to even understand it. And you're a master of it. 
but I did not understand at all until I tried to do, started doing a podcast yeah. because when you do your act as a comedian, and maybe you've had some of this out because of the uh, Daily Blast Live, when you do your act, you just go out there and you hone your act over and over and over in little pieces at a time. You might get <sighs> bored with stuff, you keep doing it. But when you come into a radio show, you have to do something new every day. So every piece of your life becomes something you can transition into part of your show. And Toledo said this too. He's like, I don't have to produce in terms of uh, you know, A to B to C. John's writing the show as he's walking yeah. through his day. Everything's happening because you've gotten to that point where things come in through your eyes and into your brain and you go, okay, here's how I'm just going to... And it's not cheesy uh ryan and uh what's her name right. uh, the, the, uh Kath, kathy lee is she still on the show wow. <laughs> she, yes, she does the time machine show. uh regis no, and kelly. 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 Yeah. Yeah, kelly let me work it back kathy ryan lee. and kelly i got the ryan ryan part. and regis lee <laughs> lucille ball <laughs> and who dunkelman and <laughs> silver so uh well it's, yeah it's there's no i don't i don't want to pull any punches but it, also it's the time like you guys do this on stage when you know you're puppeteering the audience with what you want to see right. and then their reaction may be different than you expected from like something you've written or something you've done right but you have thought about it enough to go all right if they go this way i got something if they go this way i got something and that's just comfort with the guys i have in the room because i can kind of say if i'm going to go down this road i have a feeling i know where two people are going if somebody throws a curveball it's even better I, so you know it's those, it's the same thing when you guys are on stage it's that i, I know where this should go and then you get into that habit where you do it, you know, do it in Nashville, do it in Austin, do it in Phoenix. And Phoenix gave you a different reaction. You're like, like you said, you walk away going, that's a, that's a different thing. I, right. can, I can run a different direction. And with see, that. I'm going to ask you this. Obviously, you've been in radio uh, for how long? How long have yeah. you? When did you start? Uh, I started uh, in, well, I started just kind of pee on stuff in 96. And then I got. When like, did you get your own show? <clears throat> how long have you been doing it? It was your own weird because I. First of all, I thought you said peeing on stuff. Yeah, I was peeing on stuff. And well, I was, was like radio in the 90s. It's on the internet. Send me a link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the Trump pee on show. Go ahead, take that. Tremendously <laughs> was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Is it the Russian hookers? Yeah, but the, uh, so in, in 96, I started doing that. And then in 97, I was just on the air part-time. In the 97, the morning show host asked if I wanted to produce the show. This is in? At, here at Phoenix. Phoenix. So I said, sure, I got along with this guy, great. And then he brought in a girl. We started to do stuff. Can you tell us who that is? It's Jim Sharp. He does a news talk okay, show. Okay, yes, you know? okay. But he kind of started to like lean on me more than his own thing for like, well, we've got Regis Philbin here. And the next thing you know, instead of producing a show, I'm the guy doing voices. You're the sidekick. I'm, I'm, and I'm the sidekick, and I'm getting paid dirt. Right, that didn't course. bother me at the time, because I'm like, this is a great opportunity. Right. And then Jim just was like, well, it's his show if he wants it. And he was not bothered by it, but he just left. Right. So they plugged me in. So two years into my radio career, they're like, This is on sure. what station? It's wow. called The Zone. It's not there anymore. It's the, an alternative rock show. Okay, but it was an FM. Uh -huh. 101.5 The Zone. And okay. we went from nothing to second place, and they still did. They were like, Who was beating you? Uh, there was, um, well, it was a weird dynamic. Our station kept changing to chase another station. When they'd change, we'd change. Okay. So we were an uh, alternative, and then we, we got to second place, and they're like, well, this can't happen. And, and again, that's Was been, this a big ownership? Was this? Well, we had five owners in three years. Okay, so that was when all that crap was going on right. on radio. So, you know, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just going in there throwing stuff against the wall. It was like an open mic for me. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try this, this, and this. And it was working to a certain extent. And then they're like, well... We've, we've done well here, but we want females. 
there was a girl on the show and they're like, can you give her all the funny lines? Oh. <laughs> and I said, well, these are not, I'm not writing this. I and do you want me to write this? I mean, I, I really can't. It's kind of off the cuff stuff. And I'm more like reacting off what she says as impressions and other things. They're like, well, just give her the funny lines, write them down and hand them to her. And I'm like, that's not how any of this works. Wait, wait, Cause they wanted a female audience. Cause they were going to chase a station cause they saw a hole in the market even though the show had jumped to second, they still didn't understand. What a terrible me. way to run a business. Oh, it was the worst. And, yeah. and I literally, well, just long story short on that is that I, I kind of said no. So then I did, this was right as uh, I wanted to get fired. Well, no is the most powerful word in all of And show I didn't business. know how to say it. I didn't know what I was doing. I was 25. So I didn't know what I was doing. And I was just, they just gave me the range to this. So I decided that I wanted to get fired. I saw the writing on the wall. This place was changing to a degree that they didn't want me but they didn't know how to, they didn't know what I did, but they knew that it was kind of working, but they, they were going to put consultants in. And I'm like, I went out. So I went on and when this was when who wants to be a millionaire was at its peak with Regis Philbin. And I did a parody of it where I added a fourth lifeline that if you blew Regis, he'd just give you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're all out of lifelines. Here we go. I don't know what you want to do, but here we go. If uh, you want one more lifeline, I have one in my pocket. If you're interested, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> And, the, and it was that, you know, it was that private parts moment when, you know, the PD's in the window going, what are you doing? It's like, all right, here we go. Here comes Big Daddy. You're going to win a million dollars. Let's get to it right here. And the zipper goes down. It's like, let's do this. And my producer is named Kevin. And he, he just starts going, uh, uh, oh, no. on the mic. Like, that's right. Big Daddy's about to hand over the answer. Here it comes. And then I'd throw the answer out to him. He's like, you want a million dollars? So, blah, blah. And they, and there's just, just ghost white, everybody in the thing at the end, like you're going to, we're going to lose our license for that. And I'm like, good. You should probably let me go. And they still didn't. So then four days later I got on in the intercom and I'm like, well, somebody please fire me, please. Wait, 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 so why did they not fire you? They didn't know. They and didn't. why did you want to be fired that bad? Did you just, you the, just felt the constrained? The ownership was horrible. Right. They, they, they and I knew they that. Had, you had a contract for how long? I didn't. Then wow. why didn't you just leave? Well, cause I wanted the money. I wanted did the you not understand job, how this works? But I didn't have anywhere to go. So I, I just you wanted severance? didn't know. I didn't know what I was doing. You're, I had you, no clue. But as I smart knew as I, you are now, you were an idiot. I was an then. idiot. But here's what I didn't know. Here's what I did know that paid off is that uh, for me, I walked out of there saying, they're scared to death of me. <laughs> oh. And they don't know what to do. So, so you think they I'm saw the puppeteer? You now. think they saw the talent? I think they, well, they saw that it was working. They saw that I was making $25,000 a year hosting a morning show. Right. And, yeah. they, and they were. And what was probably average at that time to, for people for paying mornings? Three hundred thousand. Well, well, yeah. If you were good, you're probably two fifty to four. Okay. So it's like they had like Russell Wilson under a rookie contract. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, they but they didn't know. But that that was the day I kind of recognized. There were two days I recognized that. Oh, these guys don't know what they're doing either. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not walking in that building feeling like I'm the only one that's getting away with something. All of them did the same thing. Right. Because everybody else was saying that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Well, think- and the managers didn't know what to do. So then, uh, then they gave books out to everybody who moved my cheese and said, you need to read this and understand how management works. My friend moved through it to him, threw it back to him because he recognized that same thing that day. And he goes, I don't need this. You moved my cheese. Tell me where the cheese is. And they left the room. All the consultants and managers left the room. We had a little revolt in the building. So we controlled it. We puppeteered. We, a bunch of 25-year-old people puppeteered a group of radio pros that had been around forever and they didn't know what to do with us. But then finally, they did fire me. And then six months later, hired me back. Yeah, I mean, why did for, they, for triple. Why, why did they hire you back? Because their research came back they and were said, oh, okay. What was the <laughs> yeah, question? Exactly, I yeah. cut you off. So what was yeah. the question you were No, ask? I mean, I think you figured out what, and you kind of, 
whether you knew it or not at the time, when they were starting to ask you to write funny lines for yeah. whatever uh, female co-host you had, you realize, cause, because when you walk in, you see there's a guy and he's got the corner office and there's yeah. another guy behind glass and what's going on in that conference room? Right. And there's a, this guy gets dropped off by a limo and yeah. this is the <laughs> senior executive vice president, producer, yeah. president of operations. Well, I better kiss his ass or yeah. kiss her ass. And then you realize... None of that stuff that's happening on that floor. No. No one gets a paycheck. The mail room doesn't work. No one has lunch unless you deliver. And they try and keep that from you because they don't want you to know that. They want you to think that you're just another cog, no yeah. different than Frank down in, 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 in the lunchroom. Yeah. And once you realize that they couldn't move on without you, the, the leverage, the power dynamic shifted forever. Exactly. It's the same. I heard you talking to Jeff Dye last Christmas. Oh, just a homie. I hate him. I've never seen anybody that good looking, dude, that cool <laughs> and funny that funny. I'm like, talented I hate you. And smooth. And yeah. you want to hang out with him. And every, he's a magnet to fun. Yes. He's one, the worst, one he's thing the worst is, though, he's ever. starting to look like he has less hair, though. That is, that's going to kill him. He's, that's going to crush he's him. A, he's a gorgeous man. Yeah, yeah. but that's going to go. But he'll find, somebody will pay for that. Do you he'll know, like, like, Playboy models, like, DM him, like, what's up? Yeah. I'm like, I was with him one you. With him one night after that uh, last December, and we're hanging. He goes, "I just had the best time. It's the best time I've ever had." I'm like, it's, "That's not true, Jeff. This is not the best night of your life." And he goes, "Serious." And as he's saying it, some girl comes over. And he goes, "Hold on a second. And he texts this other one and flashes a picture of her to me. And he just gives me like a peace sign and starts to walk away with this amazing woman. And I'm like, "He's everything I want to be. Yeah. Everything I want to be." But you told him that night, and it, and I related to what you just said. It's like that moment where you're like, "Oh, these guys wear suits because that's their uniform." Yeah. They have to make you think that they know what they're doing. They tell you about their resume because they're not confident with what they're doing today. Right. You told Jeff a long time ago, Jeff said, Frank Caliendo is the best thing that ever happened in my career. He doesn't even know it. And I said, why? He said, I was making friends with club owners all the time. And he said, I was their friend. And Frank came up to me and said, you know, these people aren't your friends, right? And he's like, what do you mean? We're having the best time ever. And he goes, the friendlier you are, the more they'll take advantage. Yeah. And he said, I'm still friends with a few of them. And he said, but, but it changed the way I do everything. And it's the same for you I'm, guys. I'm, club friend, owners. I'm friends with the club owners, but I always tell them there's a business side and there's a friend side. Of course. And the friend side can't, doesn't interfere. Like so many club owners will do this. They'll be like, hey, can we just do the deal? No, I've got to pay the agent anyways. Yeah. yeah. And they have leverage because they have all the other clients that they put in there. No, I can't. I'll tell you when I'm available and I have that relationship with you, but there's no reason, there's no way I'm going to do a deal because in the end, it comes down to a contract, and if you don't want to pay me or can't pay me, I have to have legal standing on this. Yep. But you, you can't play that game as being friends. Well, especially early on. When you, when you guys first started, you're like, oh, this club owner loves me, and this guy loves yeah. me. Later, they're going to be like, hey, I'm doing you a favor. Because it Di, all becomes opportunity. Dai is one of those people where he's, he's, he hasn't broken to the point where he's making a ton of money. But I said, I, I said to him first, I go, how much are your tickets? Anything that's above $20 of a ticket is when people start to make a little bit more money because then you're selling more tickets and it's less that's papered. So as you get to the $25, $30, $35 ticket, what happens is they give you higher and higher percentages because you're, feel, you're filling the room. It, a lot of people can fill the room on a weekend, on a good weekend, right. at, on a, at a good time. Uh, with not, not, Some are sales and some are papering. But what's really hard to do is can you sell hard tickets on Thursday and Sunday? Right. And that's when yeah. people really make money because the club is willing to give you a, a very high percentage 
because they would they would be giving it away anyways. And they're not going to give it, unless you're Chappelle or somebody like that, that they just can't, they're not going to give you 100%, but they're going to give you a very high percentage. And that's, I argue with them about this. I go, so you'd rather paper the room with nobody than give me 100% of the door? I'm like, they're like, yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. I'm like, you were going to make zero and you'd make all the money on the food and beverage anyways. Why? Well, they, they're like, well, I, I just don't believe in the 100%. I'm like, well, then it's a power issue for, yep. for you. Ego. So I'm not going to do it then. And- I, I acquiesce because I don't, I don't need 100% of the door, but it was like one yes, of those kinds of things. I deserve it. I just don't need it. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things. But I, I, one of the things I was telling Di, and I think he, he actually took a little bit more to it, but I could tell that he was having fun yeah. with the club owners. And I'm like, you're not going there just to have fun and hang out with people. You're going there to work on your act, and you're going there to make money. Right. Now you're you're allowed to make the club money. I believe in that too. The the job is not just to make yourself money, but to make the club money as well. There are comics that will say that you know they'll go and I need a hundred percent of the door and I want some of the liquor and people are like you're not getting the liquor. But if a giant name, they might be able to pull something off like that. They, a club would be willing if Kevin Hart was going to do a club, they would give Kevin Hart more money then came in the door because then they could say Kevin Hart was at our club last week right, and right. that'll get them publicity, but that's not happening for the average person. That's just not going to be not even the average. That's not even going for the, for the top tier club act or low to mid end uh, uh, theater. act. I would say only maybe Haddish Hart and uh, who else, who else could do uh, somebody even Chappelle. like maybe a uh, Chappelle. Oh, there Chappelle's are, there money are, was sick. I, I know how much he got for the casino down in Maricopa for two nights and it was and they can't recoup it but it was just look what we got it was yeah. all for the marquee and yeah, I, my guess is somewhere between half a million and a million 490 yeah so unreal for two nights two yeah. hours I mean he did 45 to 50 minutes and Brilliant. people I had but, but I had friends that went there and yeah. hated it because the they didn't like the weird. seating the room was they did, like they're like I paid all this money to get in to see Dave Chappelle and I'm sitting in a ballroom with yeah, it in, was weird. in ballroom chairs it was a convention right. You were in a convention hall. By the way, yeah. not to get off on another subject, I just did an autism uh, benefit. Uh, no, this fits two, right in. Two and a half weeks <laughs> Well, you hit me with the ballroom. <laughs> and it's just so interesting. Be, and Frank, I know you know I know you do charity stuff. And John, I'm sure you've done a million of these oh. things. There is something about ballroom seating that makes it almost impossible to get last. I think and I, I know, figured it out. It, it, I know people have their backs turned to you, but uh, the co- the Around the giant tables, you mean? The, right. The, yeah, the, they the just, big round table. People just, they're eating. People yeah. will not, and luckily I was just hosting. It was like the one time I didn't have to crack any jokes. I was reading off that thing the president has, like where it's just that glass with the yeah. reflective writing on it. I don't on. use it. Yeah. <laughs> I freestyle it. Um, <laughs> that's your. That's your. That's my. That was almost Doctor Evil. I freaking yeah. freestyle it. By the way, those are the same voice. Throw me a freaking bone here, please. That's the other thing that John and I. By the way, we'll get back to that. But John and I have trouble because John and I a, a lot of the time are the same person. Yeah. yeah. He's he's a lot of me if I didn't have kids. Yeah. Because he has no conscience and he will do whatever and he just doesn't care and I'd love to be that. Although he, I think part of it, you may just be smarter than me, but. Part Part of it's radio and you're always around topicality. Yeah. I just, I'm amazed by how much he knows about everything, but that's part of your job when I've lost. So go to the, the, uh, the, the speaking of oh, the spectrum. I just, it was just, <laughs> you are on the spectrum. I told him you're on the spectrum. You're oh, on, yeah. yeah. I just diagnosed For Frank. Sure. Oh, God. Yeah. But at least uh, I know where I'm going back to. Yeah. <laughs> you can do, you're on that part of the spectrum that drives it back. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just don't touch his head. I'm yeah. not Rain Man, I'm Snowboy. <laughs> 
Snowboy. Yeah, Rain Snowboy Man. Snowboy is one of my favorite porn stars, but that's a whole. Is that really a porn star? Probably. If okay. it isn't, I'm going to be him later tonight. Huge rail of coke and then has sex. Right. And then complains about not being able to get an erection. That's Snowboy. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I just, I watched the comic. They had two comics go up, and it's weird as a comic to set somebody up to really make sure they get a good reaction coming on stage and then watching them eat it just like you know you yeah. would have. Oh. And you're just like, this is just a universal thing. These ballrooms, those big ballrooms with those circular tables swallow up joy yeah. and laughter. Even at an <laughs> autism benefit, we raised a million dollars. Who was in the audience? Was it a bunch of autistic people? <clears throat> no, it was... that could... Blue hairs. <laughs> it, was, it was people that can throw down a $30,000 donation okay. and oh. keep well, chewing that's the, chicken. That's the that's same a thing. audience. That's, yeah. yeah, they were... Not that, bad when you're fundraising, no, but no, for, yeah. for the laughs, it was... I've, a, I've done... And well, I want to get Kennedy back to the ballroom Dallas, thing, yeah. but I've done uh, that where <laughs> they're so rude. To me, it's rude if you don't turn the chair. Yeah. Like if the chair is facing away from you, somebody goes up on stage to perform and they don't turn the chair around and pretend like you're not performing. That to me is the most disrespectful thing you can yeah. do to a, perf- especially a speaking performer. Cause you wouldn't do that to somebody having a, sp- giving a speech. Never. No you, music. It doesn't matter so much because music can be in, the, in behind. <laughs> I have to get back to what Al said. How was it like Kennedy in Dallas? Well, oh, I missed like, it. Miss it. It was a kill shot with him oh, coming around that corner. I didn't, Bailey Plaza. I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I, I thought, thought it was, when he did the speech before he left. Oh no! <laughs> Somebody, uh, please uh, put a bullet in my head. That audience was uh, terrible. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna. Here's a great impression, Lincoln. Timely. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know because I know he gave that speech first and then he drove away. I like that you focus on the speech and not the well, assassination. You said it was, you're it was assassination. You're an assassination is half full kind of guy. He's, he's big into talkies. <laughs> yeah, I lo- well, I just love that he was in a convention hall before that, and you're like, it was exactly the same as that. <laughs> And then what? That's part of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Wide ranging. So, I uh, hope somebody uh, puts three right through my face. That was uh, horrible. I died twice that day. <laughs> so give me, so give me your take on the on the ballroom. Oh, so the ballroom thing. I think I figured this out with Chappelle because, and you got to hand it to clubs throughout time uh, for understanding that it, I looked at it like the ocean. I was in the room with Chappelle, and there's I think it's three thousand people. I don't know how many. Three, four tops. But they're all facing the stage. Okay, so his jokes would go out. The laughs would come back. And it was like an ocean undertow. And sometimes it would overwhelm the timing because Hmm. it would come back. I saw Brian Regan at a place way too big. And I was towards the back. And by the time the laugh got back... It's the pendulum. It was was too far. So when the clubs put those first few breaker seats where everybody faces each other, the laughs go to the individuals like, we're having fun together, back to the stage. So it breaks that thing, and then the back is kind of like the buffer, almost a backboard where it stops, and the comedian can start before the wave comes back because I was watching Chappelle's jokes just kill the front, and you could feel the laugh go all the way through. It was too big a space, and it was all facing one direction. I'm like, you have to break this up by facing people across from each other. There's something about, again, imposter complex, that if you're laughing at something, you want to know it's funny. You want confirmation that what you're laughing at is something else your friends think is funny. So facing each other in the, in the room is important for the audience to look across and go, okay, good, I'm not the only one. Or sometimes I am the only one. Why did I find that so amusing? But when you're just facing him, your laughs aren't as big. Well, let me ask you it this, because I've never seen, I've never been to a comedy show that was in an arena. Have you seen anybody in an arena? And can that work? 
Like a, we talked about a 10, 10, 15,000, 20,000 seater. I've been part of some big ones like that. Not for me, but for, you know, as part of it. And I don't enjoy it at all. It's I, a college I don't, crowd. I don't, you just, you just, just scream. You like make fart jokes. Everybody like goes nuts. Yeah. You just, cause I've noticed it when they do the downtown thing. The only one who's great at it is Gabriel Iglesias. Oh yeah. He can play a full round 20,000 seat thing and they listen to him. Otherwise, it's just how much noise can we make? It's almost like a sporting event. And then he goes out and does catchphrases and whatever. Like Dane Cook had that problem. I think Dane got beat up by that because he was funny. And then the crowd was just like screaming things at him. And he'd just make noises and funny gestures because it was too big. Like his jokes couldn't be set up. They couldn't do anything. The audience just wanted him to be goofy. Well, it's, you get talked into some of that stuff, and it's just pride at that point. When yeah. you can go, when you can do 20,000 seats and make a million dollars in a night, you just go, that's what I'm doing now. That's, that's my to, life. To quote your act in a different situation, that's my new normal. Right. That's <laughs> when you, uh, when you're, when you're doing that, I, I remember hearing Bobcat Goldthwait years ago at his peak. Talk about I can't I can't go back into a club and you know right. I, I want the big laugh you know and on the theaters you get that one huge laugh in the clubs you get little laughs and you can work through things but there's no prestige in doing a club no. there's prestige in doing a theater and that's why you'll see some of these people that are known as writers and stuff like that they will do the the theater because that gives them a little piece of prestige because they're not um, on the screen as much. So it's the, 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 t- the hit you take on a, a theater for all the costs is crazy when you can just go and start making money from scratch. There's a house nut that's probably five, 10, 15, 20 grand, depending on the size of the theater that you don't have in, in a club. They, cause you just walk up. There's no, there's everybody's already employed there. They're on salary. It's a totally different situation. But I think people think that comedy clubs cram you in for the money, which I think there's truth to it. But I think the closer you are, the laughter yeah, proximity, contagious. Proximity, it's huge. proximity to the stage, proximity yeah. to each other. Laughter is contagious. Huge. It, people you know, you do, I think, like to look at someone. You like to look at it in a dimly lit room, right. not a, a highly lit room. Lower ceiling, so the la- laughs bounce off of yep. it. It's a big deal. Um, yeah, the, the ambient noise becomes a problem in a big room because that Chappelle thing, I'm like, there's too much double laugh bouncing off that ceiling he has to wait for that right and his timing was there's was a huge still good but it was dying there's a huge element of yeah. that he's, damn where's, yeah, yeah, where's so, my sound going he's so great he made that work well his first album was called killing me softly yeah right and that's what he can do yeah he's, he's got that ability where everybody will they'll st- time will stop and they'll focus on him yeah. but he's got that level of stardom and that level of genius He's uh, yeah, but there yeah. there are people that go to see Dave Chappelle and go. I'm looking for the guy from the TV show, right? Right. And that's not what he's not he, high he's, energy. He's not that. No. no. And no. now he smokes more than he. Talks. No way to be high energy yeah. when you're that high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly it. But high it was, energy, literally, yeah. Yeah. is energy <laughs> in a high man. There are just some comics, and you see it uh, throughout your career. Uh, I used to have my thing was like I would always have two vodka sodas before I went on stage, and I just realized that was just making my job harder. But there are comics. <laughs> that go on stage so high and there's yeah. no judgment on my end i applaud them they do, do, do it i don't know how i just want they nap. do it like i don't i would just be so paranoid i would be like what because like I, the times i have gone on stage high like i'm like maybe this will relax me and like open i'm just like what's he looking at what's that 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 ball guy doesn't like me he hates me he hates me his <laughs> wife what what like it's and, not and fun. hold on a second what kind of high was that yeah. i think it was the a, drug a good high. yeah it was a can i switch gears i hate to drive your show first, no no I, I i want al i have to talk to you directly on this one and frank you're gonna like this do you know how much money frank has uh like do you, like to the amount of money he has are you more aware than of it? 50 because it just dawned on me 
that my yeah. foot is resting on a safe that's just sitting in the middle of a room. I just keep safes in different places. <laughs> just oh, safe. my. That was those characters we did. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. Unbelievable. You know what I was just thinking? kick your Hold feet on. up on the Hold safe. Hold on. Do you want to take the plane or my space shuttle? <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. I'm like, oh, geez, I think I have my foot on a computer. I looked down. I'm like, no, it's one of Frank's many safes he keeps just laying around. Al, how did you get here from the other house? The tram? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't walk, did you? You could have I just, I would love to take Frank to my apartment and just be like... No, that's it. Yeah, I had a. This is my safe. Did you buy the apartment below so you could take a swing? I had a friend that uh, Scott Starmer, who's been over here, and uh, and he's like, you know, Al's not going to want to be on your podcast with you anymore once he sees your house. I'm like, why? He goes, he's just going to hate you. Al, when when he walks into your apartment, Frank, where do I put my belongings? Where's your safe or saves? (laughs) Is it safes or saves? I'm not sure. Plural. Toledo. Toledo. Do we add the V like leaves? Not sure. How do we pluralize? Let me ask my speller. Richard. I will say this. For all the comics I know that have, we all are doing okay, but for the ones that are really successful, I feel like comics more than any entertainers are themselves. I think feel like we are in a room filled with a lot of stuff. There's a ton of stuff in here. It's great. I don't think Frank, for one second, gets up in any morning. I think you're probably appreciative, but I, I don't think you're like, I'm going to buy some more stuff to make me happy. I, don't, I think Frank could be... No, that's what in, my wife that's does. What I, was yeah. say. I know who does I that. I think you could be in a... <laughs> there are slot machines over here, and she bought five... She got $500 worth of quarters for each yeah. one, yeah. and then just put them in there. I'm like, that's not what normal people do. Yeah. I had three slot machines in my house, and you try selling those. Yeah. Nobody wants Because there's, no there's no there's no market for yeah. that. You think it's a neat thing to have? It's the worst. It's terrible. And I've tried to get rid of it. I just want to yeah. make, make them a droid in some type of... We'll do some type <laughs> well, of YouTube video. <laughs> Frank, what do you do? You because you, you're not really doesn't seem like you're not a car guy. But see, here's you, the thing: nobody knows about this stuff. Right? People are just they're probably going to start finding it. But people, yeah, you're filming the room now. I they're going to know. Uh, but like, like people will say with that Belichick thing, they'll be okay. like, "Where was that pool?" Where I'm like, "That's at my house." They're like, "That looks like a hotel." You yeah. haven't even seen it yet. That's the which, which pool, that's the, and that's the best part. Which, which pool? pool? Yeah, there's yeah. actually there are. We drained <laughs> one because there are three here. <laughs> Um, it's it's just, insane. None, it does, I told you, none you of it makes sense. But it's awesome. I am embarrassed. You seem embarrassed. I, I'm sla- why? I'm, why? Because you worked your balls off. You, you, you know, and there are plenty of comics who make a lot more money than me. But it's just I don't know. But it's it's one of those things where I hide a lot of stuff about myself, and I'm trying not to do much of that because there was a time where if you were doing well, everybody looked down on you, and then Instagram came along, mm-hmm. and it's like people people would not believe. The, the 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 jobs I've had and the amounts of money I've made and I'm I've never been the top tier of comedian I've been in the second tier yeah. um and the top tier and I live in Phoenix I don't yeah. live this what I live in here would probably be 25 million dollars worth oh, of yeah. uh in in of in real like estate in, in, in Los Angeles yeah right. in a, in, a in Glendale yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, this there's, is a, this there's is a almost four thing. acres yeah. here, and it's uh, there's there's probably twenty thousand square foot of house between the three houses. Yeah, right. So it's and one of them we don't even use. We just we oh, bought it God. for the one house is so filled hard. with cocaine. <laughs> That's what, what I wish. It might right. be. It might be because it's where Michelle's hoarding is. You we'll said, have to do an you episode about the hoarding. When you moved in here in this area years ago, and you first said it, and you drove by and you said, "All I want someday is to have." 
a house that people think I'm a drug dealer. Yeah. And it registered in my head. And now you do. You've because got a I wanted that, I wanted that Miami look. Yeah. Really? That's why I put the shingles that I did on here. The it's Spanish great. the Spanish tile. That wasn't on here before. It was a flat tile. I'm like, no. I actually wanted the 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 Miami look of it. And yeah. I was like, eh. Yeah. Which you don't get from me totally, but it, deep down I am a, a goomba. You know, I yeah. am Italian. Yeah. yeah. There is some Guido in but here. But it doesn't come out. You don't have any Italian, not that you don't have any swag. But you could no, be, right. as uh, black folks would say maybe 10 years ago, you don't floss at all. You don't have like one thing like, hey, I got a Ferrari, shut up. Like you could have just that one thing that's just yours, a silk robe that had Frank <laughs> on the back of it in Italian style. I'm saying Hold get on. Give something. Me, give me a minute. I'll show you my silk robe. No, get, dude, get something and yeah. be like, you deserve, and I think you're so embarrassed about your success. I think you deserve one just stupid, ignorant thing i have Just, it i have it it's three houses that connected is true. yeah it's that ridic- is kind of the way ridiculous. frank swings his dick it's basically yeah. what i'll say and he wants you to swing it a little more yeah just open that robe up and let everybody I, see I, i'm turtling i'm turtling I, I know i want that frank too because i know that frank caliendo a little bit like we'll go back and forth on some stuff it's like frank would never say this statement it's just you know right. friend conversations but you do have that not the braggadocious no. bullcrap, but, but like ha- you have that dark side that I love. Right. But I, Which and, is my son. <laughs> right. And then Joey's got it in a big way. Oh. And he's out with it. Like he's, it's almost like a gay thing. Can I just, Joey's out. Can I just You're say this? Still John, I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, Frank, I hope this doesn't come out wrong. Do it. No, just, I love when, Make it I love when that stuff does. Joey walks around like he's packing. <laughs> you think he's got a piece? Yeah, I think he does. Because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I haven't seen him walk. He has the same birthday as John. I I told John that I go, John, you're not gonna believe this, but Joey is pretty much you. I don't know. I don't know what happened in the incubation process. I don't know what happened the gestation period. Maybe maybe had the show on in the background while he was in there. But I go, he's like he doesn't have the conscience like I do. He's you. It's a scary. It's like and just funny and dark. He sat at the table like he sat down between. Uh, his dad's a famous entertainer. He's next to me, mildly all right. He's next to John, who's a radio <laughs> legend. And he just sits down, he's chewing yeah. his, his French shows like, sup. Yeah, like, th- he's not impressed by any of this because he knows at the end of the day, he's when he gets in the shower, it's boogie nights. Well, it's funny It's funny because Al says that. And when I, when I sat, like, the table, a circular table when I first came in, everybody's sitting at it, and there was a decent space between each seat. I don't know if you even heard him, but there was a chair sitting right next to him. And I said, I'll just sit right next to you. And he goes, that's for my dick. <laughs> oh my God. What's funny is he walks, yeah. he walks around. At what, I don't understand why. This Hell's is so right. weird to be talking about my son like this. But he walks around in a robe all the time. He didn't, yeah. wasn't wearing the robe today. That's He's big half, dick shit. Like, there's, like we have pictures he of, pants. like he'll have friends come over and he'll still be in his robe. He'll be outside walking around in his robe. He's freaking half. This is yeah. awesome. It's unbelievable. Well, I love this yeah. kid more. Oh, no. It's it, at monogram. You know, you know what yeah. you're going to have to do, Frank? You and the wife are gonna have to have an uncomfortable conversation tonight. Like, I need you to check and see what he's. No, no. <laughs> here's here's a funny thing. I was I took him to the bathroom at a, like what? an airport. No, he was like four, oh, okay. four I was say or five. He's Fifteen or something. Like, no, I took him. He's fourteen. When I was, I took him. He was probably two, three or four. We go into the bathroom. I've got to pee really bad. I pee and in the stall. He goes, huh, "Mine's bigger." <laughs> really? Yes. And just everybody in the stalls around are like. <laughs> 
that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. I was like, Joe, Joe, you, what great. are you talking about, bud? Bigger. And I was like, no, no yeah, man. He's crying right. I don't know. Well, that's, I, I, Al may have nailed something there. Yeah. He, he does have a lot of confidence. He does. What do they call it? Uh, big dick swag? <laughs> He's got it. And it's early. I did not. so uncomfortable with this still, conversation. I still wish, like, that. I've just recently come to grips with the fact that I'll never take my pants off in front of somebody and have them go, oh. It's ne- there's never going to be a reaction in my lifetime that that's going to impress somebody. It's all work for me. Everything's going to have to be work, but I would love to have. Like, in I terms think of, like, fluffed has. up? Just even fluffed up. Just It's, it's never been impressive to the point where, <laughs> I, and the reason I say this is that Ariana Grande said it about Pete Davidson, that yeah. when he took his pants off, she was afraid. And like I, I don't know what that is. That's yeah. Like, she that's, mentions it in the song. Yeah, and it's in the yeah. it's in her music. And yeah. I'll never ever experience like taking my pants off anywhere and having somebody going, "Wow!" But we think your son has that. So congratulations. Yeah. All right, um, <laughs> I felt it. Yeah, I still feel it. He's in the well, other. Don't house. Don't say that. Yeah. Don't, don't say that yeah. phrase around that. And yeah, I felt, ch- I felt it chased it. me into this yeah. house. <laughs> and you know what? You're right. I'm not comfortable with, with you. I thought it was gonna be something about me. It kind of not is not my offspring. Yeah. You helped it though. I guess you created the magic. But yeah, I guess. all right, Al, great, great. It's a, a great interview seat. with John so far. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> this is bringing it out of frick. Yeah. I need a tissue. We'll get him what on. Are you, what I'm happened? sweating. My nose is running. It is a little warm it's in hot here. hot in here. I don't know why. I can climate control from my phone. Oh, so. oh, see, I got my foot in a safe. He's working the AC with his phone. Yeah, I'll do it. He has a handler just handed me a bunch of paper towels. This place is awesome. Yeah, and then you put it on our set. Look oh, at that. Yeah, it's like it's like we're at... Uh, well, the boy left. It's boy. like... <laughs> Sort of like yeah, BW3s. Nice and here, here's my BW3? snot as well, if somebody would like. BW3s. I don't think, yeah, three. Now, John, John, you mentioned something earlier, and I wanted to ask you, because, you know, we're all men of a certain age. We're not there yet, but retirement isn't the R word at this point. <laughs> oh. uh, what would, would you want to retire? Hell yeah. What would you do? Nothing. I don't believe you. Oh. I, the way you're wired, I don't no, think no, no. you can sit on oh, the couch. God, that's all I, that's all I do. That's all I uh-huh. want. That's, I, the, the thing about retirement is everybody thinks that you just stop doing stuff. Right. I, I think that if I did stop, like if, uh, hopefully if everything works out, I can stop doing this in like the next five years or so. You've said that a few times. Oh, well, the, the last one. And well, I've said it for 10 years I ago. Know, we myself. both say it and then we realize, well, we've overspent our five yes. years. But this next five. <laughs> I have I to really, pay for my saves. Uh, yeah. I really do think that this one could be where I don't have to keep doing this at this level to maintain a lifestyle, which would be awesome. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But when, I, when I'm done, maybe I could, I, I would do what I want to do every day. I could not have to wake up at four. Oh, That's yeah. retirement. Okay. So yeah. retirement to me is like just having a, at least a year of sitting there going, who cares? Uh, and just, it's just, a, it's, it's draining. People don't realize, it seems easy. And you guys go through it too. Everybody's like, you, you have a real job. All my friends are like, you work four hours a day telling fart jokes. And how hard is that? And I'm like, it's harder than you think. Like mentally, I'm exhausted every day at noon. I'm just like, Bleh. I can't do anything for at least an hour. I want that. I want to be able to say, what, what do I do next? That, figure it out. That's the thing. And I understand the, the four o'clock. I have friends that have been in drive time. And Ugh. like you, you, I would crash at their crib. I would be coming in from the night and they're blow drying their hair. Three yeah. o'clock. My girl Cooper Lawrence is on uh, Scott and Todd for yeah. years. And, uh, you know, so I, I know what that's like, man. Yeah. It's, 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 that's it, a drain. It affects your life, man. Wake up at four in the morning and start going, all right, what's going on in the world? What time do you go to bed? 11. I'm, oh, like, I'm a night on. person. I can't right, not but that, do that. Yeah, that's tough. Do you yeah, come home and go right to sleep? Sometimes. I, that's been more recent. I used to have like some sort of weird pride thing against adult naps. Yeah. So I'd come home like, I can handle this. Ben but, Franklin did but, it, man. But, well, that's right. Tell you what, ben, ben Franklin Gruden. did it. Yeah, you, ben, you know, ben Franklin did it. Ben Franklin. You know what, man? 
You don't get on the $100 bill by staying yeah. awake all day. Let's do the uh, presidential draft with uh, Gruden just to analyze. He's, he's scouting all the presidents. Lincoln, yeah, man, that guy. One. He was good for a while. <laughs> Made some people mad, man. Stay out of the arts. That's why I don't, that's why I don't go to plays, that's man. Right. Lincoln. Lincoln is still the reason. I'll tell you what. Man. Uh <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? No, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, just, That's probably my that. favorite Gruden of all oh, time. Oh, it's the, the best Gruden. One breaking down the rest. Well, breaking down Ben Franklin is pretty sweet. But going to sleep and sleeping for four or five you hours. You know where the buck stop? Harry Truman. <laughs> you know buck about stops that. here. You know about Garfield? Set up, go. Tell you what, man. He's <laughs> not just a fat cat, man. <laughs> I don't know enough about Garfield. Nine months shot. You know who the coolest president oh, in the world right, is? man. Garfield. Go- Nine months into his presidency, standing in a train station. I've been doing a lot of reading about Garfield for some reason. The dude was awesome. Standing in a train station, a guy comes in and puts a gun in his back, pulls the triggers twice. Boom, boom. Garfield stands in the train station and goes, Watch this then! <laughs> that's the next word. That's, no, that's not real. Turns to swing like, who just shot me? And then he drops on the ground. The only <laughs> reason... He really said, watch, watch this. this then! <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, that's the best thing to say after you've been shot. Ever. <laughs> like, ever. Uh, and so he lays down, and if it wasn't for the people digging around in the holes, he would have he lived. He died of infection like a few months later because the coolest dude in the world. Teddy Roosevelt got shot doing, during a speech and went, <clears throat> where was I? And just kept going. Really? Yeah. So those are that's bad. probably the mustache. That was it. But Garfield's a Which bad. president was uh, supposedly gay? Reagan, Lincoln, Reagan, man. <laughs> Lincoln was supposed to. I thought be. was it Taft? Taft was the fat one, right? Taft was a big fat one. Yeah, didn't he die in the he, tub or something? He got yeah, he got uh, the yeah. flu or something. Some guy in the tub with him. <laughs> William Howard Taft. Hey, good one. Oh yeah, break that down. Bubble group. bath guy, man. <laughs> Howard Howard the Taft, man. <laughs> I like that. Gruden doing presidents for whatever reason. Oh is just my fantastic. god, that Gro- is Grover. He Cleveland. should be a pundit in the next election. You should do that. Have him in there with like the CNN gang, and then for no reason, John Gruden's down there yeah. breaking down the uh, camera. Barkley's like that. They go yeah. to him in the presidential election. What do you think? I think it's a really bad situation. Why do you have why Why is Charles Barkley? I had nothing better to do. You guys called me. You're yeah. the knucklehead. Yeah. What do you think of Elizabeth Warren, John? Well, I think she. Oh, that's Gruden. Uh, or, uh, Chuck. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I, who would you? Who would just, you just have I, the I, NFL people uh, like on ESPN's. What is this? This is too good. No, Wait, this is no, too good. No, we'll, do it, we'll do it again. We'll and do it again. No, this is your. This is your driving. You're, I'm sorry. What? This isn't this isn't driver school. <laughs> this, you you aren't taking it's a Chris Berman, welcome to the 2020 <laughs> presidential election. Of course, with our pundits here, John Gruden is I'll here. Tell you what, man, really. Charles Barkley is joining it's us. It's going as well. to be really, really good. And Mel Kuyper is here as well. Talk about a tremendous show. Look at everybody <laughs> around here. We're talking about Garfield. Actually, got shot. What's this? Then incredible phrasing. Uh, hard. Uh, you'd be hard pressed to tell me otherwise. This is a guy who could do just about anything you want him to do. Take it in the back. <laughs> We're talking about Taft again. Oh, talking about Taft. Taking it in the back. Taking it in the back. <laughs> Wait a second. Turn it around. Turn it a bit of a euphemism. He's out of the closet on the show. It's okay. But in that time, you weren't allowed to be gay. 
Now, what about uh, Jimmy Carter? Uh, what do you think about just a one-term president? We'll talk about a guy who was only there one one year. At, wore a, a, a interesting sweater. A lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of problems. Just a potato farmer, something like that. Big, but big on mashed potatoes. Not sure if that's exactly what it was. Peach farmer. What is he? Peanuts. What was it? Peanut farmer. Yeah. Peanut. I know. Start with a potato. 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 But peanut. That is one of those things. And uh, you look at this guy, and and uh, the, uh, I, I, I owe you. You and sometimes why? <laughs> no, you just go to the polls, but you're armed with information. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Listen, I, see, I, this I, is what I like to do. With I, you. I know, I know, I know. It's what because it, because it's what people used to do to you. Yeah, and all any, the time. anytime somebody can do impressions and you do impressions, it's fun to make them oh, do whatever the to make them the puppet show. Yeah. It's like, and I try not to do that so, so much with John, but there are certain impressions he does that I'm like, okay, do a little bit of this to just make Daddy happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's let's yeah, let's get back to Garfield. Yeah, what were we talking about? I don't. Who's know. driving this thing? See, this would never happen on my show. No, it wouldn't, and that's why <laughs> your shows got sponsored. So you were talking so, about you you just well, sleeping. You want to figure out something? I just think I would be because bo- I always look at like you see like a, a poster and they're like go to the Cayman Islands and there's like somebody sitting on the beach with a mai tai and I'm like I would be bored in six hours. No way. See, I think it's ego. I think retirement, being afraid of retirement is ego. Yeah. That you're afraid you won't be relevant anymore. I'd agree with that. Do, I'd agree do with that. Do not fear that. That's fair. The faster I get away but from I think society, you change. I think you change. You've changed a little bit in the last year. You said you've stopped caring about the rules. You said you're just oh, going to do, you, you've yeah. gone from trying to confine yourself to just saying what you believe. And you've always been a lot of that. But you've really taken the reins off. What I've changed is not reacting to somebody who disagrees uh, or somebody who's angry about something I said. I'm like, okay, we're the same then. You didn't like my opinion. I don't like yours. Uh, 2019, I am no longer tolerating humorless C words. That's just my new thing. It's like if you email me to tell me all your thoughts, it's like, okay, well, that's what I do for a living. So, But what if they put it in all caps to let you know they're really serious? Well, then I'll read it with a little bit more of like, ooh, (laughs) this guy might come and shoot me. But I just don't. I I just... I think it's the culture of society now. I just stopped caring about how outraged everybody seems to be about something that they'll be over in two hours. So my reaction will just prolong their anger. If I don't react or if I just say, that's your opinion, you're entitled to it. There's 48 other stations in the city so long. Yeah, I don't care. Because, I mean, in my lifetime, uh, people have been... I think it's just being in, in my 40s. You start getting to the point where it's like, oh, this... <clears throat> all this like i'm angry about this or i this president's going to do this or this president's going to do that in my adult life not one president and his term or not one political figure in his term has changed how i am right and i think this weekend is proof that we're all false outraged and being told that our way of life is being threatened and everything else uh i think avengers just made like 600 million dollars in a day um we're okay Right, you know, not our lifestyle has not changed. We may be bothered by you know the direction of things, or just more embarrassed. But I think we just act like we're angry at stuff because we think we have to. And once you kind of dismiss that, like, look, this is up to me. I'll figure my life out. And no, no president or no governor or no anything else is really going to affect me that badly. I may not like these decisions, but they'll go back. They'll swing back and forth. Right, there's always that pendulum of swinging back yeah. and forth. Nothing's going to it's, affect me. I, unless I always I let say it. this: the last election, I heard people, or the, the last when President Obama was president, I heard people say he's fundamentally changing the country in a way right. I don't like. 
and they, they it'll never be the same and then trump got elected yeah. he started changing all kinds of things and those people were happy a lot of them yeah, right. and the other side was going that he's fundamentally changing the country nothing will ever be the same and then somebody else yeah. will get elected and it'll go it goes back and forth and that back and forth is what makes the system actually work yeah because it can go back and forth but don't be, you think we're constantly being bombarded with your life's over this whole thing's yes. ending and it's and i just Always. and after a while you're like no it's not so to go back to actually you know you're getting feedback on the radio show this is why i think i don't believe that artists like if like a picasso or somebody some a, re, a renowned artist puts their work of art up i don't think they go to the art gallery and listen to everybody talk about it they just do it put it up At and let it go do, do that I think, I, well i think so as comedians you guys know that if you went on stage in your first couple of years and you felt you did good and the one person that came out and went mm, i know a guy in my uh, shop that does a better madden than you it, it would bother you, but now it's like, all right, everybody's got a thing. Who cares? And you just yeah. get to this point of like, I know, I'm, I know I'm doing well. I know I'm doing what I do. And there's an audience for it. And I don't want to hear from the wet blankets Well, anymore. that's the I'm thing is your blankets. audience, the, the people that like you, they're the ones that tune in. They're the ones that like you. And you can't make everybody happy. No, and you, you don't never... hear from them. Right. You don't hear from the people right. who are satisfied. Right. right. You always hear from the guy who's like, well, your Barkley sounds almost exactly like the old Dean Martin thing you did 25 years. I'm like, why do you, you've been with me for 25 years. Right. That's all right. I needed to read right there. Right. It's like, you're not going anywhere. Quit bitching. Wet blankets. The society is full of them. I'm done with them. I don't want to but listen. I don't, don't want to hear it anymore. But bitching is how a lot of people, and I think we kind of even knew these people before the internet, before comments were allowed yeah. on YouTube. They were just people that entertained themselves by bitching. You leave the same sports bar as they did. They're like, yeah. well, your KCD is called. <laughs> I think person, our weight. Yeah. And you're like, we just watched the NCAA championship game and we're half drunk. What are you talking <laughs> we're about? Fine. But there are people that that's yeah. how they entertain. So, and then you get home and the first thing out of their mouth is not to score the game. It's like, dude, our waitress, she served two of the tables before she got yeah. out. That's in the internet has now given those people that were really just kind of confined to whatever group of people they were bothering. That's given them an audience now. Misery yeah. loves it's company. Given and there's them, confirmation it, Yeah, now too. they can have a blog. Yeah, now yeah. they can have a blog. Now they can have followers. Subscribe to my page and I'll yeah. tell you 10 reasons why uh, right. our city council is but bullshit. But I told you that's why I stopped doing so much Twitter because I, the way I gained followers on, like during Monday Night Football games, which is a key audience for me, I would just complain about the players. And that's yeah. when I realized I'm just saying jerky things right. to get difference. more people to follow me. And I, had, I said, I got to stop doing this. Bitch, like Corolla again, I give him like he's my mentor or something. But he's like, look, you can bitch, but have a solution or have an angle that nobody's got. Bitching for the sake of bitching is everybody. And that's what social media is. But if like he he complains about stuff and then gives you a scenario that's just so out of the, you can disagree with well, him. I think that's there's entertainment. Exactly. And bitching has its place, and I love it. I just don't want somebody calling me to to critique. Yeah, but reasoning and, and logical logical, same. even if it's crazy logic, is fun. Oh, it's hilarious. Just to it's give great. a statement, you suck. Why? Well, you suck because you don't sound like the person you're doing right. the impression of. This is another thing. This actually is a technical thing. People, they, they have this whole, that's the funniest thing, you're scratching your ear as you take it. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't know, it just was because you went like this. I just take my headphones up to scratch my ear. That's his version of saying spatula, bro. <laughs> that's his spatula. spatula. That's my God. I don't have a driver, but that, if I did, it would be time to take John so home. So I realized something that uh, I, I, there was a, a study or a, um, an experiment that younger people hear different frequencies yeah. and older people so when you do an impression it's really your voice and you're modulating your voice in some way yeah. that some people will hear it differently That's than other people really true so they might not think you sound like the person yeah. because they don't get it 
they don't get the impression that you're doing because and and there's differences like i remember when i was really fat and i was doing george w bush they're like it's a great bush but i don't believe it because you're just so fat that bush i was like right. well I, there's nothing i can really do about First that all, unless why I, would you say that to another human because that's what people do. Because you're a celebrity. Insane. You don't have feelings. You put yourself, and that's the danger of what you guys do. And maybe we're the cowardice of, for me of never wanting to be on a stage all the time, hiding in a, in a room for radio, is that I don't want to put myself, I do it in radio enough, but on stage it's got to be 10 times worse, where you're basically saying, judge me, I'm yeah. public now, and take everything in, physically, visually, you know, uh, you know, audibly, take it all in, and then later I'll, I'll, I'll want a response from you. I think people think, you want them to say something because they're like, oh, all he hears is, it's insecurity. It's Eric from my show. It's the insecurity of like, Frank, here's enough good stuff. I'll be the one that tells him something he doesn't hear too often. And that'll be unique. Right. But what it comes across is, is an insecure kind of like shot at you because you have success. And he's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take him down a notch. There are people who do believe that's a, that's a quality. Right. Well, that's what Frank and I have always tried to do with the show. And like when we initially were just, it seems like a million years ago, when we were in Orlando, brainstorming about the show, we were just like, does anybody just talk anymore? Just two guys that will agree on some things, disagree on some things. Sometimes I'm like, Frank, I don't understand this. Break this down. Frank, how could you say that when yesterday you said, right. I just want to talk to my friends, but I would never, I, I don't understand the wiring that would say, F you, you're dumb, but not have a reason why. Just like there's an anger right. that people have towards celebrities and doing a talk show every single day, the things that we cover and the things that people write in about the people we're covering, it's like, we'll do a story on Jennifer Aniston and she's sent the 100,000 water bottles to, you know, somewhere in the Congo and people are like, yeah, she's just a, another Hollywood libtard that she's you're like, what? <laughs> why, why when? Is this when? And it's just like, the, it, yeah. we now, everybody has to, and I wonder if before the internet people kind of maybe didn't know themselves as much or didn't think about themselves as this this contained unit but i feel like everybody's like no matter what we're talking about i am going to redirect this yeah. to i don't like liberals no matter to what we're side. talking about i'm going to redirect this towards the second amendment is bs whatever it is they have this lane and that's all they are and that's all they talk about i was like what happened to just yes, like yeah. yesterday on your show we we're doing trump and bernie and what did somebody oh, text immediately you? after so he's doing trump i'm doing bernie sanders and we're going back i mean could it have been more ridiculous <laughs> he's got a hair a building a hair wall a wall of hair because nobody would want to walk through a wall of hair who would, who would ever expect to go to mexico and see oh my god there's a 15 foot wall of hair <laughs> I, I, nobody wants to walk through hair we'll build a hair wall and what was the text you first got after email that? i get as we shut the mics off but i'm like I, that was fun it was ridiculous yeah, nobody I mean, it was mad brilliant. at that and then uh first email said bernie sanders is a very dangerous man here's uh, 20 reasons why <laughs> everything can't be free and, and i'm like that was what we were Bullet Joking. points. Yeah, bullet points. Broken Keyword on the bullet. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but a connection back to like all the things we said. And I'm like, I built a hair spaceship. Uh, Trump bought into it for a minute. <laughs> I mean, the, the ridiculousness of what we were arguing about back and forth. And Trump was making points and Bernie about a hair wall. And they took it very seriously. This guy was like, no, we can't have that. We cannot have you talking about Bernie Sanders getting any headway. And I think to your point is that people only want like their side has to be all the wins. And when Jennifer right. Aniston or any other liberal person sends off and does a good thing, that's a loss for their side. Right. So they have to attack it. And that's the thing that bothers me. I always, I, I hate social media, but I always think that without it, I, I explained this to a guy who was like, I tweeted once that uh, this was going on and I put it out and he was real proud of his tweet. And I'm like, before Twitter, 
Did you ever feel like just taking a bullhorn and shouting out your window your thought? Because that's all Twitter is. Right. And if you allowed every person in an apartment complex to say, what are you thinking? Here's a bullhorn. Not one person would listen to another bullhorn. They just turn theirs on, open their window, and shout what they thought. They're not reading or hearing anybody else. And it would just be a cacophony of shit right. that would fly out. And that's all I see Twitter It's around. Times Square. When you're walking yeah. in Times Square and everybody's busy yeah. and everybody's just talking at each other and bumping into each other and not caring that you know, they're mad about it, but they've got this little right. bit of anger and they're bumping into people. And if one person yelled, fire, right. you'd be done. And that's Twitter. And then it would get retweeted. Right. It's that, but it's all those people bumping into each other, kind of listening, not listening, not getting a whole story because there's too much hustle and bustle. And... That's the problem I have with it. I've gotten caught up in it. I found oh, yeah. myself getting caught up I in it. It just scares me. I had, a, there was a, I know you're running on time, but the, there was a comedian in the early 90s. No, we're doing six hours. Oh, are we? Okay, good. Because I got plenty of, plenty of. I, I did actually just check with Toledo because I was like, I don't. Fuck I, that guy. He's all, he's on me all. I'm sorry. Did I just get angry on your show? I yeah, apologize. We'll, we'll, we'll beep it out, but he's always on me about time. But we don't have commercials today, Richard. We can go as long as we want, buddy. He's always on. We're going to I'm tempted trouble. to get like two episodes out of this. Yeah, but, but the yeah. better, the, this comedian said a thing. This was before social media and it registered with him because this was my dad on tv he'd go look at this asshole and it was always henry winkler or, or stockard <laughs> stockard channing for some reason he hated it. look at this asshole no no problem with it just say it look at this asshole here and then in a car he'd know this guy over here is an asshole and then if it was in person give me a nudge this asshole in front of us it always got quieter the more the potential threat was like right there twitter has made it so we never have to whisper it right. we can just push it out all the time and i always laugh at that because that's all of us we're like if we're safe we'll scream it yeah and if we're not we're, we're really careful. well there are two groups of people on twitter people who are known and have to worry about their reputation and the other group the anonymous group that are, are hiding behind yeah. either a fake troll name or a uh you know fake john mad you know whatever it is i shouldn't even say hiding because there are like people that are funny in these things but they can say things like i want i look at every one of my tweets before i tweet i go can this be seen as sexist anti-gay yeah. like not for not and because that's not, you don't send it. because that's not the joke right, i'm like right. but can somebody read this and go this is what you meant by it is this code yeah and i go well, I can't do this I won't because have I'll get media. I'll get taken I'll get taken to the cleaners because this says the word dark and I'm talking about a black person. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I won't it's, do it because of that. You have a filter. I don't. I'll hit send wait, and God. think this is great. I've had jokes. I've had thoughts that I I'm like this is this would be incredible. This could yeah. this could go viral and I won't do it. And I'll, sometimes I'll send it to people and go here you can use this if you want and they'll be like that's great. I got twenty you know ten thousand hits the off Liam of it. Neeson thing. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh, I handed yeah, it. I said yeah. to him because he, he he'll do it on his show. Like the I said, Liam Neeson is in Men in Black. His whole thing was black people, right? right, right, right. So I said, here, go, John. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're not using it, it's like, <laughs> coming soon to a theater near you. Liam Neeson in Men in Black Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, great. It's, I know, but I can't. Yeah. I'll get in trouble. He won't. Yeah. It's just yeah. he's, he's got the. It's not that he won't. He, he, I don't care. Listen, I'm getting closer <laughs> to the point where I don't care, and uh, because it's, where it's a joke. It's if, a, you, if you right. don't see it as a joke, then you're not. But who people I'm talking won't to. see it from me. They'll see it no, because yeah. I've been involved in sports so much, and so much of sports is. 
yeah. being on that line, not going up to the line. It's just playing yeah. it really safely. And they also love to take people down for crossing it. Yeah. The, the, the sports thing is worse than the news. Like ESPN and all those other stations yeah, they're, love they're like, attacking Yeah, it. and they're yeah. scared. They're scared. Well, they see themselves as some sort of a prop up. Well, they, they remember being, because they were originally news. And yeah. now it's more entertainment programming. Right. But, but they were originally Disney, news. Correct? Yeah, they're Disney, but it's not even that. It's, it's just because... ESPN puts it on itself on a news pedestal. We couldn't even put like f- breaking the words breaking for fake, like a fake news thing. They're like, you can't do that. We're like, right. why? Like, cause people will think it's actually news. I'm like, well then we can't do comedy to its fullest at this point. But in they're terms- so self-righteous though. They see themselves as a savior to yeah, you times. Know, young, poor kids who are getting a break in sports. And how dare you say anything that could be construed as against and, and it's like, look, we're making jokes. It was a joke. Oh, no, you're, it's too far. They take people down. So if you, like, if you tried to do Charles Barkley the way I remember you doing it brilliantly on the NBA thing uh, 12 years ago, uh, or was it on, maybe not Fox, but you were actually in the makeup. You right. Did, yeah, yeah. Work. We've that talked about it. cannot work ever again. No. I because would they would take you down, not But not they the would public. take him down, but not because they, they really thought that Frank Kelly and no. was doing something. It's once people figured out a way to monetize outrage, yeah. right. the world changed forever. The savior plan. Because you, if you do something on this podcast, say something. If I do something, say something on this podcast, they don't hear it. No. All they hear is dollar signs. So they say, uh, Frank Caliendo had a tweet saying, uh, you know, it's a dark day in America when Al Jackson says he's not going to do stand-up anymore. Well, why are you saying that Al Jackson, why are you using Al and the word dark in the same sentence? They don't care about me or you. They see you as another 24-hour loop where they can get some outrage. Maybe they can get a retweet from somebody, and then they move on from that. They get a couple more followers, and now the next time something happens on MSNBC, they're called in to be a, to be a, a spokesperson. Then maybe they can parlay that into Bill Maher. From Bill Maher, yeah. they can go on a speaking circuit on yeah. colleges. They don't care about Frank or Al or anybody. It's just the fact that you can monetize outrage, and if you can monetize anything, people will do it. Yeah. John, do you have do you have more time? Do you have sure. to get anywhere? No, yet? I got, I got what, a baseball gig. I can meet my mom at four. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you that what. Like what, what, what <laughs> you got to meet my mom. At I got to meet your mom. Wait at a four. second. No, I'm going to meet my mother at four. I'm taking it's it's a late birthday present. We're going to go see the Cubs tonight. Oh, good for you. Isn't that lovely? She can be at the house before. Well, I can be late. I'll you tell you what. You go see the Cubs, yeah. and then we'll after back. the game, you come back here. <laughs> All right, Tom. But it will use some type of space-time jump. Oh, yeah. And it'll just be another episode. Uh, I believe we talked about this uh, the other day, the space-time jump that I've invented for free out of a pile of hair. <laughs> <laughs> More emails. Please stop talking about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> John Holmberg, uh, KUPD, John, uh, Holmberg's Are Morning Sickness. Uh, I'm just wrapping the show. Oh, I, I got to know we're not going to keep going. Oh, we're going to come back to another episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can do that. A podcast. You don't matter. That's so cool. Yeah, it's just this it'll is be a another. time jump. We're, right, we're cool. actually at an hour, and we don't like yeah. to be over an hour yeah, by much. It bores people. And no, not no, I think you for you. You've been really people. good. Sorry, going. Sorry. Um, we could Frank actually Frank do, Ford. but we don't usually do more than an hour. So I want to keep it at that for this. Okay, Frank, you're looking really good, man. Man, Am I packing? I think Al's on Molly. <laughs> I know. I mean, Frank's like really working out. I think. No, I, I've been telling him he's working out. He's yeah. looking slim and trim. That's not a tank top. That's a Frank top. Al did that to me the other day. He goes, you look like you're in incredible shape. And I'm like, yeah, of course I do. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Now he's doing it to you. Yeah, yeah I have no problem with oh, that. I know why you want to stop at an hour, because Al starts getting a little weird. Yeah, yeah. and then, you know, we already got the light set up, guys. You have Let's to be careful with Al when he gets weird. It's insane. <laughs> I've cleared you as a suspect, by the way. <laughs> My name is Liam Gruesome. <laughs> All right, he can go. He's got one. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> oh, my God. 
Well, Come I told, on, it's I what told, Liam would say. I told John before we uh, before we even started the pod that uh, back when it was hard to get a hold of of porn when I was young. <laughs> Wait a second. Like the, <laughs> this is the best part about driving a show when yeah. no one will let you stop. I uh, deal with this all the yeah, time. I Go just, ahead. Al. Yeah. Uh, so like, it was probably I got a hold of a porn in like ninety one. Hold on. How's my fake smile doing? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. And uh, there was a kitchen scene. These people were having sex in the kitchen, and this golden retriever just walked through the shot. <laughs> and you could tell somebody shoot it off, but they didn't cut. So then, like, for years, I just thought that that was, I just, wa- I had nobody to explain, like, why they didn't <laughs> stop it. What was that? A sec- Was that yeah. some kind of weird thing? It's a it common just, porn Just thing. a golden retriever just walked through the, shit, through the kitchen shot. <laughs> You know what? A lot of times we'll play a game on the show. Is that what today's game is? No. We're not going to end the show? Yeah. Is you that know who's great at this? Me. Norm, Norm McDonald. <laughs> oh, yeah. Norm will go, all right, Norm, we'll th- like an hour on this thing. I'm like, thanks, Norm. And you can do it. I was just, thanks, Norm. I appreciate it. Man, Norm McDonald at the improv this weekend. You want to go, blah, blah, blah. Here's tickets. Yeah, thanks yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know what I really... Uh, Really enjoy the Coca Cola. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we gotta we gotta go. <laughs> yeah, but the Coca Cola. You know, you're. Uh, <laughs> you ever been in one of those places? Like, hey, you want a Pepsi? No, I asked for a Coke. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Huh? You know the Coca. So I was at the grocery store, and he's uh, a killer. And, and they, yeah, he's. And just, have to, the best thing is he'll always butter you up too. It's like, uh, well, thanks for being here. You know, I, uh, just want to let you know, it's one of the better interviews I've ever done there. You know, it's a great time. Like, well, thank you. That's very nice. Yeah, I was on a show about a week ago. <laughs> a guy was, uh, he was talking about uh, William Macy, not the redheaded one, the old one, uh, Bill Macy, you know, from Maud. <laughs> and you're like, where are we? I can't stop now. And I've got to go. And he starts telling a story about there's Maud's a, But there's Macy. a weird thing where he will engage you, and then he goes off into, Norm MacDonald, this is where he kind of, like, he starts you, and he's talking to you, eye to eye, got you right, <laughs> uh, you know, in my trance there, you know, with the hypnosis there. And then he goes like this, and you've lost him for the next two minutes, <laughs> three minutes, four minutes, and he's on a story. Yeah. And then he comes back, he sees, and Stan keeps yeah. going on it. <laughs> he made me do the Liam Neeson thing like you did, because he heard me do it while he was waiting to come on the show. And he says, this is a really good impression of you, you know? We're going to do it. We'll do a scene from The Godfather. <laughs> and, he, and he makes me print out this long scene from The Godfather. And he's like, I'll hey, do, do, do Super Dave. First Adler. off, he would do this. He'd be like, hey, do you, uh, you have one of those... Uh, those printer things, the machines that uh, print words. Yeah, get. Uh, <laughs> hey, dude, we gotta send. Uh, I gotta. You, you ever been on Google? We get on that Google thing. So you get on the Google and you uh, search uh, Godfather script. You, you ever do that? You got a producer here. Hey, producer. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, you. Time. Can you uh, can you Google the Godfather script and then uh, put it onto the printer thing? So while he's doing that, you remember. Uh, John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Here's what I didn't realize with the Godfather thing, though. Because all right, you do, you deliver the line there as uh, your Liam Neeson, which is great. <laughs> and then I'll do uh, the next part as uh, Super Dave Osborne. I'm like, oh, that'll be fantastic. So then, so then I, I didn't realize that he was going to do the whole thing. So I did one line, which was something to, along the lines of, oh, what do you think we're going to do about that? And then he did a full five-minute monologue, which I didn't know he was. <laughs> and he went As up, Super like he, Dave, sl- gone. Like right? he's in like his I said, own he ether. started, took his thing, and he, he looks. Uh, he, he's Am at I wrong? you. Yeah, he's Toledo at you, like, and they're like, but he's not looking at you directly. Yeah. Like it's, he's goes because you, if you don't make eye contact again, yeah. he can just go. It was gone. But it was to over. Me, he's and the, he did the whole thing, and he goes, "Geez," in the middle, he goes, "I didn't realize how hard this is going to be to do the entire thing as Super Dave." <laughs> 
<laughs> and I'm like, well, we can. And then he goes right back into the next half. And it was awesome. He made you feel like you had a chance. We took a commercial to come back to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. It was, he wouldn't stop. But and then he's like, yeah, it was great. You're the better, we're the better times I've had here on the radio. I appreciate he it. He has what you have, and that's no fear. He does not care. You ever, got, you ever watched some of his clips on, on YouTube and stuff? The stuff he's saying, and he's like, it, like even with politics, he's like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm Canadian. So uh, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so and he really doesn't, and it's. Just, and then when he had to protect his talk show, after he said the thing, oh, he right. started to care, and it came across as like, no, you don't. Yeah. And, and I think he kind of got away with it because of that. Well, but he, but he lost. Weren't the show. you trying to end this? Yeah. Wait, what show did he lose? His, his Norman Norma Dunn has show, a talk which show, which is pretty funny, but it was way. I mean, it's not going to get an audience. It was way out in right field. I don't. You don't have. You just have to have a specific audience. On the guests were great. They loved it, but he was. Just, he's just a not. He's an odd like for an hour. You know what's another great three-letter word? End. Odd end. Odd odds end. and ends. Well, if somebody knew how to drive the show, it would be over by now. Yeah, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we tried to be serious. <laughs> <I guess> we did. <laughs> Thank you for having me.